like I said, I'm really hoping I'm wrong. I'm hoping that interest rates start going down or at least level off. Inflation starts getting better and you know, the economy is wonderful, but I, I, I think it's a good idea to be prepared just in case. And so what I would do as a merchant is first of all, look at your contract um, with your buy now, pay later provider. Look how long they have to pay you and take that and look at in the past 30 days, how much revenue have you collected via buy now, pay later? Because if that provider goes bankrupt, you're probably not gonna see any of that money. Good day and welcome to Commerce Today. We're excited to have you here. My name is Darren and as always, my cohort in crime, Josh, is with me as uh, as co-host. Good day, Josh. How are you? Doing good. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing all right. I was, I was thinking back to uh, a time a while back and just being able to go out and, and do you remember the old no-doc loans? How oh, crazy yeah. was that? Now, we know where that ended up, right? <laughs> Yeah, that was that was not good for the economy. It was a lot of fun while it lasted, but then, man, the uh, the crash there not so great. So. Well, and that kind of relates a little bit to our uh, our topic today. This uh, kind of thing, and I'll let you I'll let you tell more about it. But in short, buy now, pay later. What's going to happen? Yeah, yeah, and hopefully, hopefully, it doesn't relate too much. Oh man, that is my my big hope is that we. I'm hoping I am totally wrong about this, basically. But yeah, um, wanted to talk specifically about a buy now pay later bubble and what impact that might have on um, retailers and e-commerce. And so basically, uh, if you're not familiar with it, but I'm sure you've seen it before, even as a consumer. Um, Buy now, pay later has been the hot trend of the past few years where at checkout, um, users can select um, buy now, pay later. And um, instead of paying for the transaction all at once, they can do a financing deal. So they can say, hey, I want to pay for it. Um, I know a lot of them on smaller transactions, it'll be like you pay every two weeks for two months, something like that, all the way up to, you know, on bigger purchases, it'll offer 12, 24, 48-month um, financing. Um, really? Yeah, yeah, which is a little scary to think about for your, your everyday e-commerce purchase. But, I mean, this is this is exercise equipment and other, you know, kind of higher ticket, higher uh, order value items. Um, and the way, the way it works is it basically works like any other payment method in your e-commerce platform. So retailers just kind of plugs it in as a payment method. And then as the retailer, kind of the advantage is you do pay a fee just like you would a payment processor. You pay a percentage to the buy now, pay later provider, but your customer doesn't have to pay right away, but you still get the money effectively right away. You get how, soon, how soon do you typically get it? Um, it depends on the provider. Most of them try to model a, um, a typical credit card payment provider to where you'll have it within a few days. Some of them pay out on more like a 30-day cycle. Um, a lot of that's negotiable. Depends on the size of your business and the, the size of the provider. Interesting. So, so what do you see as the, the challenge here? Well, so the challenge is, is a few things. It's basically the, the entire business model, <laughs> which is a little scary. So the way these companies are financing their growth, most of these aren't banks. Actually, I don't know if any of them are banks. Most of them are these new fintech companies. So they're basically tech companies. Um, well, they're growing as fast as they can, as a especially a, uh, a venture-backed or a public company likes to do, um, especially in the tech industry. It's like, hey, acquire as many users, as much market share as possible. Well, they don't have the money to do that. So when you go and, as a consumer, you get a loan from them um, by making a buy-now-pay-later purchase, they're actually using their own loans, their own financing to cover that. So they're acquiring more and more customers and more and more debt by 
going out and yeah, actually signing up for that debt. Now, when interest rates are low and they can have a nice spread between the interest rate they pay and the interest rate you pay, that's awesome. That's more profit for them. But uh, then you got the Fed and the Federal Reserve and you got this thing called inflation. And again, you're, you're hearing about this everywhere probably in the news, but interest rates keep going up and up and up. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so a couple of things happen there. Um, first of all, your payments go up. They get more expensive. So the payments that these buy now, pay later companies are having to pay and the payments the consumers are having to pay, they're getting more and more expensive. Um, that actually makes it harder then to qualify. So then you have more and more customers that are basically going to get priced out by that interest rate increase. Um, so that that's not good. Um, and at some point, it becomes harder to even, for the buy now, pay later company, it becomes harder for them to even get the debt in the first place. Um, there's People are less and less likely and willing to uh, to lend. To loan it out. And so it becomes a real challenge for for the consumers and and for the merchant trying to get those uh, consumers each and every time. So, well, yeah, that, that becomes a real challenge because they're, they're really playing the market and playing the spread. It's an arbitrage situation of how they're making their money. The interest rates are, can ultimately kill them. So what happens? Well, and then, if, well I guess let me pause you yeah. there. The bigger question, okay, we, we know the, the house of cards that can come crumbling down, mm-hmm. but what, what is it from a merchant? What do they need to be thinking about? What do they need to be yeah. looking out for? So so there's actually one last thing in that house of cards that I forgot to mention, and that is just that um, the these loans, and this does, this is so much like the, the 2008 um, financial issues and bubble that it's a little scary, but these loans aren't tied to any collateral, and these loans are usually not tied to really any documentation. Um so what happens is if you're a consumer and you're hit by inflation, I mean, eggs, that's all I have to say. The cost right. of eggs, eggs. lately, like, um, you're hit with inflation. Maybe you've gotten laid off and all these layoffs lately. And you're sitting there saying, all right, here's, here's the bills I have to pay. Here's the money I have. Well, these two numbers don't add up. What am I going to pay? Okay, well, my mortgage, if I don't pay that, they're going to come take my house away. So I think I'm going to pay that. My buy now, pay later bill. Well, they're not going to repossess my sneakers. Right. So, yeah, maybe I'll let that one slide. Well, then that means more and more people start defaulting on those buy now, pay later loans. They're, that means all of the money going in to the buy now, pay later companies that they use to pay their debts goes away. And then that house of cards really crumbles. And I think, and I'm hoping I'm wrong, but I think that this could end with at least one of these companies going bankrupt. And that, that's where it'll hit the retailers. And that is sad. And I guess, do you know, do you know the criteria, kind of the uh, qualification criteria that these by now pay later, what they're using? And is, is it, hey, if I can fog a mirror and have a pulse, I can get it? Or what do they look at? Or do you know? So it depends on the, the dollar amount. Um, there are some, just from my own experience as a consumer, kind of playing around with these things to, to test them and see how it works. Um, if it's a small enough purchase, there's no criteria. There's, do you have an email address and do you have a credit card? And that's it. And then for the larger purchases, then um, you start looking at at least a basic credit check. Um, but it's not the most intense qualifications. So, And what kind of, what kind of rates do these kind of get on this? I mean, is this the almost usury level stuff of 
20 plus percent kind of thing or they more? can be but um usually these services pitch themselves to merchants by saying you know, hey this is a lower cost alternative that your customers will like better and they will actually give the merchant the option to pay basically pay down your customers rates um so i actually did use this once um on a pretty big um uh, exercise equipment purchase. And in that case, that brand was paying to where I paid 0% interest. So I said, well, of course I'm going to use it. It's free money. Um, so it can be anywhere from 0% on up to, um, it's not. It's usually close to credit card rates and well, all in between those. Yeah, these days with inflation and stuff, I think credit card rates are near oh, they're not great. what I would consider usury. But, um, well, we talked about the issues and we talked about kind of what could potentially happen in the house of cards. What's my risk as uh, as that merchant, and and you know what do I need to? What's kind of the last last bits of uh, uh, advice you would give, kind of around this for the merchants? So, like I said, I'm really hoping I'm wrong. I'm hoping that interest rates start going down, or at least level off. Inflation starts getting better, and you know, the economy is wonderful. Um, but I I think it's a good idea to be prepared just in case. Um, and so what I would do as a merchant is, first of all, look at your contract um, with your buy now, pay later provider. Look how long they have to pay you and take that. So like, let's say it's 30 days. Take that and look at in the past 30 days, how much revenue have you collected via buy now, pay later? Because if that provider goes bankrupt, you're probably not going to see any of that money. So that basically lets you know what your kind of direct- What your risk yeah, is. Yeah, your direct financial risk is. Um but then also you have to start thinking, okay, what if they don't go bankrupt? What if they just keep raising their rates and raising their requirements to where my customers can't qualify? Well, then that's where I would look at your percentage of your revenue that's coming from buy now, pay later and say, okay, if this is a large enough percentage, I need to come up with a backup plan. I need to you know, maybe talk to a couple other providers, see what they're doing, see if there's someone that um, maybe hasn't had to raise their rates yet. Maybe they're a little bit more stable and so they're not as concerned about it. Um, and I would do that no matter what. I would basically have a backup of if my provider goes under or if they have some sort of um, issue where they raise the requirements too high, this is who I would switch to. And luckily, there's there's more than a few of these companies out there right now offering this service. Well, that's great. So at least there's options. And knowing what your risk is and planning ahead, I think we've we've talked about that before in uh, in other podcast episodes. So... This is a continuation of that, of doing what we can to be prepared at all times. So with that, we we do want to state we don't want any uh, uh, evil hate mail or anything because we're not hating on any of these buy now, pay later places. We think they're great and they do provide a fantastic service. But like all things that provide fantastic service with all the good, there can be some challenges and the changing economy puts us in a place where what one day was awesome just isn't that awesome anymore, right? Exactly. And as always, we are not accountants or lawyers. So <laughs> I would definitely say if you have uh, an attorney, if you're worried about this and you have an attorney that uh, reviews your contracts, maybe ask them to look at your contract, either buy now, pay later provider, just to get a better sense of that risk. Uh, there, there could be things we didn't mention or, or your contract could be different. So yeah, absolutely. As always. And uh, yeah, neither one of us are lawyers or accountants and neither one of us stayed in Holiday Inn Express. So <laughs> exactly. We're good. Anyway, with that, hey, as always, we are very happy to have you with us at Commerce Today. And as always, we will see you next time. <laughs>